97.9 The Hill, WCHO, and the UNC Hustman School of Journalism and Media present Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. Sports Focus, dedicated to in-depth examination of issues of overriding importance in the sports world. Each week, we'll discuss problems and look for solutions in professional, collegiate, and amateur sports. From Carroll Hall on the Carolina campus, here's your host, UNC journalism professor, Charlie Tuggle. Welcome to Sports Focus. Our topic today, the ESPN documentary series, The Last Dance, which focuses on the 97-98 Chicago Bulls. Our guest, Buzz Peterson, assistant GM of the Charlotte Hornets. So, Buzz, uh, first things first, uh, you know, I'm looking and I see what the pretty good ratings that ESPN got for this, 6 billion viewers in the first couple of episodes. And then I see uh, Charlotte is the fourth highest market. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with that? And then, oh, okay. Chicago, right? Uh-huh. Chicago's uh-huh. number one. Raleigh Durham's mm-hmm. number two, because that's where Michael mm-hmm. played his, his college ball. Um, mm-hmm. So it makes sense that, that Charlotte's the number four market. But I, I, I want to talk more about Michael's time at Carolina, your time at Carolina and your personal relationship with him. But, of course, you know, we will talk about the documentary some as well. Let's go back to the first time you ever met Mike Jordan. (laughs) I love how you said Mike, uh, and that's what it was. It was the summer of 1980. It would be actually be June because it was North Carolina's basketball camp. And uh, I was in a room there at – in Granville Towers, and my high school teammate Randy Shepard was with me, and I got a knock on the door in in, in the other room, because you know in Granville Towers you got a room, then the bathroom is in between the two rooms, and it was a young man about my size, 6'4", he's introduced himself as Mike Jordan, and behind him was his teammate in high school named Leroy Smith. So we met, we talked a little bit, and uh, Michael's, Mike asked me, uh, well, is this your first camp of the summer? I said, no, it's not. He said, well, where else have you been? And so now, Charlie, you're getting to see that competitive nature already. I said, I went to the BC camp, the Bolton Cronauer camp down in Middlesville, Georgia. How'd you get there? Uh, my high school coach told me I was going there. Well, how'd he get you in? Well, I said, Mike, I, I, I got to let you know this. You've got to have three offers by Division One coaches have to – submit a recommendation for you to get in this camp. And they only allow like 200, 250, I can't remember the exact number, into the camp. He said, oh, interesting. He says, so you, you went there. I said, yeah. He said, how'd you do it? I said, I did okay. I did okay. He said, you going anywhere else? I said, I'm going to five-star camp up in Pittsburgh uh, after uh, in, mid, in late July. He said, how'd you get in that? I said, well, this application, I filled it out. And, I'm, and uh, it's probably one it's some of the best players in the country. He says, uh, how do you get a hold of application? I said, I'm sure the coaches can help you. So it didn't take long for when Michael went over to Carmichael, they would take a bunch of group over there and you play for about 15, 20 minutes and they bring you back. Coach Williams, Roy Williams saw him play. And immediately then, because they had heard somebody had called them and said, hey, there's going to be a player from Wilmington coming up here and take a look at it. And immediately he says, hey, we've got to get him in the five-star. And then when he went to five-star, that's when he took off. In the uh, North Carolina Basketball Museum, there's a letter from uh, the the guy up the road, Mike Krzyzewski, to mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, who says, sorry, <laughs> you're not coming here. We think you're going to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
so he wasn't Michael Jordan yet. He was still Mike Jordan at that time. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah. He was probably going to be pretty good. Nobody had any idea, I think, just how good. So uh, you room with Mike Jordan. Right. Yeah. Let me add a little side note with Krzyzewski. Yeah. Lefty Brazil calls Michael jo- Mike Jordan, myself, and a guy named Jeff Atkins, high school player. I think it's the high school coach now in Martinsville, Virginia. And tells all three of us on a Sunday evening, which one of y'all commit first, we're taking. And within that, I think that night or the next day, Jeff Atkins took the offer. And so you're thinking, now that's kind of, now a lot of people on this or listen, whatever, wouldn't know who in the world Jeff Atkins is. But it just shows you how far Michael's come with his, you know, his work ethic is fed of nature. And then you and he decided you made a deal that you you were a package deal. You're going together. Yeah, it was. We became buddies, you know. But I never saw him play that week in camp. I was in a gym with Leroy Smith, his high school teammate. He was in a gym with my high school teammate, Randy Shepard. Never saw him play. But every night I would say to Randy, "What kind of player is he?" He said, "He's he's pretty good, but he's he's easy to throw alley oops to. I like that, but." He's more of a 6'4 inside player. He doesn't have much of a perimeter game. He's really good at rebounding. And that's where he stays around that goal, so to get rebounds. And so what was it? Uh, you know, ironic about that week, never saw him. But we, be, we went to five-star together, became buddies. And, and eventually, went, once that was over with, the following week or so, we decided that, you know what, let's, uh, let's go to the same school one another. And, and we did, and we, we, uh, we made a, a, a commitment there. And at one time, I was headed to Kentucky. I was in all of the, the, uh, the uh, Wildcat Lodge, Rupp Arena, and all that stuff. But I kept getting phone calls from this person, Wilmington, say, hey, we got to go to school together. And uh, it, if, if I had to do it all over again, over and over, I would do the same thing over go back to Chapel Hill. Sports Focus, we'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking to Buzz Peterson of the Charlotte Hornets. We're talking about his time and Mike Jordan's time at Carolina. And and, uh, you know, Buzz, there's a reason that I keep referring to him as Mike, because that's that's who he was at first. He was. We'll talk about when he became Michael, right? But before that, uh, you... What's it? What was it like the first few weeks? You guys are rooming together. You're you're on the team, a storied team at UNC Chapel Hill, iconic coach. What what are those first few weeks and months like? Mama's boys, Miss Home, Miss Mama. <laughs> we both were pretty homesick. Um, you know, we go down there about a week and a half before school even started. So. Once you get a lot of your placement tests done, your course your courses signed up and ready to go, um, you got some free time. And there's some homesick boys at first, but once we got going, we were fine. And as uh, things started going, uh, freshman year, uh, the teammates knew that Michael was pretty sure of himself, pretty pretty arrogant, pretty cocky. Uh, matter of fact, they as the as freshmen come in, one the the team votes on who has to carry the film projector during the road games. Now, Charlie, let's think back to those film projectors. They're reel-to-reel, and they're heavy. So when we traveled, 
Mike had to carry those on a road, and nobody liked to do that at all. And so with his arrogancy, whatever, they picked him as uh, to do this. And uh, after some time, they saw that this freshman likes challenges. Uh, he's pretty daggone good. And you could tell – I remember Michael trying to size up James Worthy. But James is the best player on the team, so – Michael, Mike wanted to see at that time uh, what it was like to go against the best player. And as the season went around, you could see you could see the conference boiling and it was boiling. And all of a sudden, we get to New Orleans, things changed. All right, yeah, we're just about to get to New Orleans. We'll hold off on that for just a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a, an interview you did with the Charlotte uh, radio station, and you said, uh, Michael, the guy wants to win at anything he does. When did you first realize that that was Mike Jordan back in the day? When we went to Asheville, my home, and I think I might have told the story of us playing cards with my mother. It was crazy eight, simple card game. I couldn't uh, – we had played it, and the eight of spades never came up. We start the next game, I said, oh, hold on a second. Everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. And he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't stand up, and he – and I said, you know what? If you're going to cheat my mom, I tell you, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. You're going to try to – you want to win at everything you do, don't you? He said, yeah, I do. And I, I go back to – he's the youngest of three boys. He's got two older brothers. And I can see – I don't. I, I can visualize this, and I've talked to his dad years ago. Okay, Mike, if you're going out there and play with Larry and James, don't you come back in this house complaining that they're hurting you and they're taking advantage of you. You stay, you know, if you're going to do it, you stay out there and you fall. I don't want to hear anything. You complain and cry and come in and you and your mom. I really believe that was instilled in him at a young age and made him like this. So when did he go from Mike to Michael never to return? The 18, 17-foot jump shot in New Orleans. That's when, that's when it changed. Uh, I could see it. I was his roommate. Uh, there's more phone calls, more there's more people. We, we'd go places, people recognize him more. We were in New Orleans that night, just walking around. And people, you know, the Carolina fans, people associated with basketball knew, but people on the streets really didn't know at the time that the guy hit that shot. And I remember him asking me, he says, you think that shot's going to be pretty big? I said, Michael, well, at that time, I guess I could call him Michael. It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger as time goes on. But what I saw in that summer, that gave him a lot of confidence. So when the former NBA players came back, you could tell this confidence was at the, at the highest of levels to play against the NBA caliber players. But you have said that in those early days, he didn't even have an arc on his shot. So how did he, how did he become so good so fast? Flat. It was a flat shot. Uh, remember now, he was very good rebounder, good at driving the ball to the basket. He was getting to be a very good defender in a Coach Smith system. Uh, Michael is a he, he's a thinker. He's just not a guy that goes out there and played that he went out there and played a game of basketball because he's such a great athlete. He went. He was out there and he was thinking, and that's why if you were not on top of everything, he'd call you out, which he did in that documentary with uh, Ron Harper and Tony Gukoc. So. He, that's how he, he was. Now, it takes that kind of uh, winning mentality, a uh, competitive nature to, just, to go out and take a chance 
go out on that limb and take a chance and to try to be successful. You may fall. You, you know, sometimes, a lot of times people fall, but he did not, it didn't bother him to take that chance of, of, of taking that jump shot. John Thompson, Coach Thompson knew exactly what Coach Smith was doing. They knew we were in take game zone offense. Coach Thompson was his assistant on the Olympic team. So there wasn't no hidden secrets here. They, there was no secrets at all. They just, you know, they said, hey, they're going to beat us. It's going to be that freshman of their Mike Jordan and hitting the jump shot. And uh, uh, the rest, they say, is history. It's so uh, just, a, just a quick personal question. Uh, Michael was the best man in your wedding, correct? Yes, yes. Were you best man in his wedding? Uh, he had and- a quick wedding. It was actually, <laughs> actually, let me go back. My dad and Michael were there. I had, it's one of those weddings where Davis Love and I were pretty close. Uh, Brad Doherty was in and also, and Tyrone Anthony, who played football at North Carolina. But, uh, but uh, Michael was, uh, yeah, we, we've always been very close since 1980. So tell me uh, quickly about pickup games with Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> well, that summer, after he hit the shot, we know you'd have guys the uh, like the Al Woods, the Walter Davises of the world. I always mention those guys because they were they were in the league at the time. They were Michael's same size, so they would guard each other. And you know you could tell Michael's confidence was boiling at this time. He, was, he could play with these guys, or he's even better. Uh, and I always say there's one guy that I believe that Michael feared at that time, and it was a football player by L- Lawrence Taylor, LT. LT, if, if you can recall on a football field how fast he was, how he got around the tackles so quick, quickly. Uh, in basketball, LT from east to west was pretty fast, and you need that in a game of basketball. And, uh, and the thing about LT, he hated to lose also, and he was, a, he was about half crazy a little bit if he lost. So I think Michael feared – uh, a man of his stature, his size and everything. If things didn't go his way, he may just punch him into the ground or something like that. Sports Focus, we'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now back to the show. Welcome to Sports Focus. We're talking with the assistant GM of the Charlotte Hornets, Buzz Peterson, about Michael Jordan, who is, of course, the the star of the ESPN uh, 10-part series, The Last Dance. But we're talking more about uh, Michael's time uh, in Chapel Hill. So uh, the reactions have been really interesting, Buzz, about this film. And, And one of my grads posted on Facebook the other day, and I thought this was so cool. He goes, so MJ didn't go to your school? I can't relate. <laughs> you know, there's such, there's such pride in the legacy that Michael left here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it, it, it is amazing. And, and at the time you're going through it, when you're there, you, you, you don't realize what's going to happen. You really don't. Uh, you know, I know, I know this – this, this guy that we became friends, uh, should I have an ego? I, I mean, I want to be an NBA player. I want to play on a national championship team. I want to get a lot of playing time. And I didn't realize that this guy uh, was going to be, from the, from the coast of North Carolina, was going to be this talented. Um, now, 
would I do it again? Oh, yes, I, I'd, I'd go right back to the same place. Uh, I, I would do it because of the education, the friends I met, just uh, uh, the life at, at Chapel Hill. There was growing up in North Carolina. That's that's what you wanted and everything. So, so you go through it. You just didn't realize that what's going to happen. It's kind of amazing to look back now of the days and, and see what's materialized with, within him. So I want to relate uh, two quick stories, personal stories, and I'd like for you to react to them. They're, they're related. So I'm in Beijing, China, and I'm in a hotel restaurant, and I'm sitting there. You know, I'm, I have my UNC cap on, of course, because I, I represent everywhere I go. And who comes walking by but some kid with UNC paraphernalia on. So it's like, you know what? We're, we rule the world. And that very same day, I was chatting with uh, uh, one of the Chinese students who was asking, you know, my background and what have you. And, well, I teach at UNC. And he looks at me with this blank look. And I said, the school where Michael Jordan played. But, oh, Michael Jordan. So yeah. he, he is a global icon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did, you couldn't have seen that coming back in oh, the no. day when you guys were <laughs> roommates at Carolina. Uh, no. No, you could not. Uh, you know, when you take, go back to I said, what I said earlier about this youngest of three boys and what was instilled in him at a young age of uh, not ever giving up. I'm getting knocked down, but I, I got to get, get going again. Yeah, you're older than me, but so what? I, I've got to keep facing these challenges, difficult times. When you mix that in, with this athletic ability uh, and the drive that he had to, to be the best, uh, I mean, this this is what what you're getting. Uh, uh, again, I've always I used to tell my teams all the time, take that chance to walk out on the edge of that limb, that tree, whatever it may be, and and take that chance to succeed, because you're always going to look back one day and say, why didn't I do that? Why? Why didn't I? Why was I so scared to take make to go to that challenge? But it's Michael would go after any challenge that was in front of him, whether it was hitting a golf ball farther than Davis Love, or catching more fish than somebody, or whatever it was. The guy comes, wakes up every day. He's he's he loves loves to face a good hard challenge. So, Buzz, we have just about a minute left. Uh -huh. uh, no one knows what's happening with sports, with the NBA, with sports in general, because of COVID-19. I know mm -hmm. you're frustrated. Players are frustrated. What, what has Michael said about, you know, if, if you want to win, you have to play to win. And right now you can't even play. He is very concerned about the health, the well-being of his players, uh, is people that work within his organization. I've challenged him on a couple things of letting us do something with our players. And he immediately, he looks at it from the other side and says, we're not doing that. I'm too concerned of somebody's health, somebody getting sick. And I, I just, I want everybody to be isolated, stay in good health. And when it's time to go back, we'll get back. And that does it for this edition of Sports Focus. Thanks to our guest, Buzz Peterson. Thanks also to producer Laura Field. And as always, thanks to you for listening.
Cheers. Thanks to Richard Southall, Mark Nagel, and Deborah Southall at the College Sport Research Institute at the University of South Carolina for their research and guidance and for access to CSRI's international network of sources. Sports Focus is a service of UNC's Hussman School of Journalism and Media.